Hey, to you, ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen, I've checked, I've checked the analytics, um, thank you for listening, this is, as always, you know what it is, you clicked on the episode, this is Clemente's Corner, I am your host, Clemente, thank you for being here, thank you for coming, uh, big shout out to the comics I performed with last night out of Lubbock, San Angelo, and Monahans. That's a new city I've never heard of in Texas, but uh, we all did a show at R&R, and it was a good time. Kind of a small audience, but we had fun, and that's all that matters. Uh, also, big shout out to Ronnie, the owner of R&R. Might have him on soon, that's the plan. We'll see what he says. Uh, anyway, I don't have any upcoming shows yet, but I should have one at the end of March, so we'll see what happens. Um, my birthday's coming up, I'm a Pisces. So we'll have some fun, you know. I'll invite you guys all out. as about 12 of you, so we can have a good time. I'm just kidding. I have at least 13 fans. Um, but anyway, I had on Clark Page. He is a local musician, a great musician, by the way. Um, I've been uh, a fan of his for a while. I've seen him uh, perform several venues, and he does a lot of uh, hip-hop covers, which we discuss in depth. Um, big fan of hip-hop, big fan of Dave Matthews, and he... Uh, has some music out and he does all the instruments on this project and we discussed uh, the name of it it came out in January and I forgot the name of it already because I am a terrible host but let's see what it's called let's see what it be there's everything will be all right is the name of the project just dropped a couple months ago so check out uh, everything will be all right on Spotify Apple music Google, wherever music is, is uh, found and streamed, you can find him out. You can find him on uh, SoundCloud. That's where I found all his hip-hop covers. And it's Clark with an E and Paige with an I, P-A-I-G-E. Check out this dude. Uh, we talked a lot about music. Uh, we talked a lot about mental health. And it was a great time. We got we got deep, and it was fun, so I hope you enjoy it. And, yeah. Keep it frosty. Um. One confession, uh, before you got here, I tried to fart, and I sharted a little bit, so I had to change and like clean myself, so um, yeah, it was I thought, cool, made I it through. that smelled. Yeah, I was, I was nervous um, that you would smell it, but uh, I sprayed some, uh, what's it called? I don't remember, lavender, I think, so. Good lord, what a shart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I didn't shart lavender. I just sprayed no, it. No, but the sm- you had to use a smell to cover it. That's pretty Oh, no, it was intense. just in case. I didn't smell yeah. it, but yeah. Sharts, man, they get you. Anyway, we just started recording. I am here <laughs> with Clark Page. How's it going, man? Good. Pretty good. So you Same are way. a uh, artist, uh, singer, songwriter, musician. Yep. Poet. I don't know. What do you? Do you consider yourself a man of all many I mean, trades? A poet is a song. It could be a song. Yeah, like, yeah. I just did it. I released a song yesterday of this girl from New York. I uh, she was doing just poems in it like pieced together mm-hmm. like a story and so i ended up recording that as a song so yeah, nice happens beautiful all right we start every podcast with some comedy you said you're a fan of bo burnham <laughs> adam pulled up is this the one i wanted yeah that's the one i wanted this is oh shit that's loud this is love is by bo burnham <laughs> Like a gay geneticist loves 
designer jeans. I need to like New Orleans, need to drive like Hitler's father, needed to learn to pull out, and I want you, yeah, like a lawyer's last mathematician wants some kind of proof, and I want you, yeah, like JFK wanted a car with a roof. <laughs> And getting really comfortable and peeing in the pool And love is a real life porn Minus all the stuff that makes porn cool And love is a homeless guy Searching for treasure in the middle of the rain And fives in a bag of gold coins And slowly finding out they're all filled with chocolate And even though he's heartbroken He can't complain because he was hungry in the first <laughs> Because I love you like Dora loves maps Like the Pope's toilet loves Holy crap I need you like a voyeur needs a branch Like boys tossing salad needs a little bit of Neverland branch Now see, I know I wrote it before somewhere And I want you, yeah Like all the gothic kids who look exactly the same Never want to conform And I want you like Anne Frank Wanted nobody to read her fucking diary Diaries are like the secret things no one's supposed to read. That's the whole point of a diary. Millions of people have reached this little girl's privacy after she was chased by Nazis. Girl, while she's dead. And if we met in 10,000 BC, I was your caveman, used my cave lady. We got hot, we'd start rubbing. If we got hungry, we'd go clubbing. There's woolly mammoths, but I won't protect us. You're making me devolve to a homo erectus. I'm gonna treat And if we met in 1780, I was a white southern aristocratic plantation owner, and you were my dark skinned servant. <laughs> Get away from the missus, I'd go to your shed and then I'd steal you kisses. But let's be serious, I'd still work you full time as a slave. There's a difference between romantic language and a complete disregard for socioeconomic <laughs> I was a Nazi, use a gypsy on the run. Little dumb man. Bad. Lunch and dinner and love is the holocaust If you don't die quick and you don't get thinner and Love is the being the owner of the company that makes rape whistles And even though you started the company with good intentions Trying to reduce the rate of rape Now you don't want to reduce it at all Cause if the rape rate declines you'll see an equal decline in whistle sales Hey, without a rapist who's gonna buy your Yes, that was Bo Burnham, Love Is. It's always fun to watch. I thought I should uh, get a musician, you know, a, a comic musician for the for the musician on the podcast, man. So you've been, um, I've seen you everywhere. We were talking earlier. Um, basically, yeah, every performance I've seen, you've done hip-hop covers. And I thought that was awesome. Um, but I was curious how it... Uh, like, do you do them everywhere you go? Because I feel like the demographic in Amarillo probably doesn't recognize the songs, you know, unless they're under 35, maybe. Yeah, no, I have a <laughs> great, great story about that. So my set is my set. Um, I don't, if they don't want me to cuss, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know, mute it. But uh, I just kind of play whatever. Like that love song, you know, no one yeah, at 806 yeah. would know, know that song probably. Yeah, Because it's more like indie and just unknown people and then mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar is one of the biggest and 
in the game. So for sure, uh, yeah, I just I, I play. But then that is the exact reason why I don't play at restaurants and things like that anymore because oh, they're complaints. they won't hire me anymore. Really? I don't know. I mean, I walked, I went into a, well, a certain place and they were like, no, we just can't do your style. And then another one, I asked to book again and they were like, uh, we just need a little more family friendly stuff. And cause I don't do a lot of well-known covers. I do, um, a lot of like I'll do a Willie Nelson song. Everyone mm-hmm. knows Willie Nelson, but it's a song off his album Countryman that no one listens to, you know? Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of that kind of thing. Um, I do the songs that I like. That's and, cool, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, because my hope is that they'll enjoy just what's coming out, you know? Yeah. Instead I mean, of worrying about what the song name is and who it's by and just, like, that's good music is good music. Absolutely. That's cool that you, yeah. you don't try to, like, fit in someone else's box. I respect that. <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, yeah. So I've seen you just do. You're a big fan of Gucci Man. I saw it on your on your phone case. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. I forgot yeah. that. Yep. <laughs> that is cool, man. Do you did, have you heard the theory that he was uh, cloned after he got out of prison? Well, that's not the real Gucci. <laughs> I've heard it all. I mean, you know, I, you don't understand the level of like me loving this guy. Uh-huh. Um, so I've heard it all. But yeah, I heard that. That's cool. I was like, nah, he's clean and sober and healthy. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. I remember seeing a video of him on like Instagram where he like jumped in the air and did the splits. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that is a clone. I don't know. <laughs> Man got flexible. Yeah. No, it's cool though. Um, do you have like a, a favorite Gucci song? Or like a top three, top five? Uh I love First Day Out. It's short, it's just one verse. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just the, the wording in that one's incredible. Like that that paints a picture for you. Yeah. And then um, I like that project a lot too. Yeah, I mean it was it's old school, and I, I I like a lot of the like middle ground and newer Gucci, mm-hmm. um, just mainly because of the production. Like Zay's my hero, but it just like the sound quality was off. But that's part of the music. Like yeah, trap yeah. music is not supposed to sound five star mm-hmm. high quality. Um, but yeah, so first day out, um, don't count me out. I love that one. It's off of East Atlanta Santa. Um, that's my favorite album for some reason. Hell yeah. Um, and then. Probably first day out. No, I mean first day out the feds. Sorry. First day out the feds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'll like he writes good too. songs the day he gets out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> He's just ready to drop them. Yeah. That's what's up. And then uh, you said you're going to be working with Zaytoven. Like he had yep. reached out to you. Did he say like what specific song they heard? Or did they just like find you on SoundCloud? Or? Um, no, I know he heard the first record because like, he referred to it in our messages. Uh-huh. But like I don't know how it all began originally yeah but he had heard the the latest record which is everything will be all right um and that was done by shannon MacArthur from nashville and uh it came out january 1st but um i've I've gotten some some interesting you know people talk to me about it like people i would have never expected yeah and then uh zaytoven is literally one of my top heroes of all time for people who don't know zaytoven's like one of the biggest names in hip-hop as far as producers, that guy, is it, that guy's He's, awesome. I mean, in hip hop guys, unless you're Kanye West, like hip hop guys don't really win a lot of Grammys. Mm-hmm. They're starting to now because the people are white broadening their horizons. But yeah, um, yeah, Zaytoven's won Grammys as a producer, and that's just a little more rare in the hip hop field. Oh, that's and then awesome. now every every song I hear, it like it just sounds like a Zaytoven copy. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Do you know what he won a Grammy for, or has he, he's won several? Yeah, uh, I don't know, at least more yeah. than one. But I'll I'm, look I'm not later. a ton, but yeah. 
That's really um, cool. I think it's more with his R&B work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And that project, uh, sorry, I just forgot the name of it, the one you just mentioned. Everything Will Be All Right. Yeah, Everything Will Be All Right. Yeah. That was cool. I was listening to it, uh, through it today. Kind of reminded me of uh, Sublime a little, like, yeah. a, like a more rockier version, like less less rasta but kind of like in the same realm. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was really cool and I liked the uh like kind of like the way the whole project like kind of went together. Ah. Thank you. Yeah, it started that off was with very like well thought out. <laughs> starts off with like a bad day or something like that. Like today sucks. Today yeah. sucks and then it kind of like progresses and then at the end you're just like you know, happy to be alive and yeah. be thankful and showing gratitude to a higher power. So I thought, yeah, it was a nice Nice move, nice sequence of events. Thanks. Yeah. The producer, he said it would be great in like uh, mental health facilities, um, stuff like that. Like, because it's it's very well, I mean, one of the songs called Bipolar, but mm-hmm. it's very well um, circles around mental health a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then addiction. So Today Sucks is like the downfalls of addiction. And then um, you get over it and then you fall in love on forward and then you above everything is like just yeah everything is good mm-hmm. so it's like kind of those two things mixed together that's legit almost unintentionally but he just he picked the songs i sent him 10 and he picked all those and then we were like he's like that's a great thing yeah so. very cool and do you do like all the instruments on it oh yeah that's awesome yeah yeah because i saw you play the drums um he, play guitar. Yeah, he gave me the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. I'm a massive Dave Matthews Band fan, seen him over 50 times. Wow. Um, just literally obsessed with the band um, and each member. So the drummer's named Carter Beaufort, and my he was my drum teacher. So really? I would watch I would watch the live concert videos mm-hmm. uh, and just watch Carter play. And then again, when I learned the guitar a couple of years later with Dave. So um, the producer's like, do you listen to Dave Matthews Band? Because you sound a lot like Carter Beaufort. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that was awesome. That but is drums awesome. Drums are, and I, I made him, made it very clear that drums are the most important instrument on this record. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the drums, the drums have to be good, mm-hmm. and they have to be one take, and they have to be solid. So, but then I do the acoustic electric guitars, um, acoustic and electric guitars, um, and then keys. I just got into keys this year, mm-hmm. or I guess in 2020. Um, bass. Nice. Yeah. That's very exciting. So how long does it take to, like, uh, record each part you do it all in one take you said yeah i mean so each individual instrument so like for example today sucks was um an electric guitar Mm -hmm. Uh, we took out the acoustic guitar because i had too much going on so electric guitar bass drums which is a a sublime setup Mm -hmm. Um, and that beat was actually i mean that was stolen right from uh sublime like the the rhythm of the beat oh wow i was the kick and stuff i was spot on i didn't even know it you're not the first one to give me that comparison i'll take it um, but yeah, so that's was straight up from Eric Wilson. Um, and so then there's drums, bass, electric guitar. Um, there's some keys on there just for the upbeat, like ska part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did a lot of like random noises. Like there's a what, what, mm-hmm. what? And then there's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just that's awesome. random stuff on the, on the main riff. Hell yeah, so that's dude. pretty bare though. That is awesome. Big fan of Sublime. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of, I'm thinking, like, pretty much all the people you're a fan of. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're talking I get, about that earlier. I get 311, too. 311? Yeah. yeah, 311's great. And Chad Sexton's a great drummer, so I'll take it. Beautiful. Okay. And, yeah, um, we were talking about the hip-hop covers. Um, so you did a full Gucci, 
um, project. And yes. you said you're working on a young thug right now. What was the other one you did? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. That's cool. And What's... then I have, a, I just finished recording. I'm working on mixing. It's just a hip hop project. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got, hold on. It's got some cool people. So it's like Rich Homie Kwan, <laughs> uh, Lil Baby featuring Young Thug, of course. Uh, my, uh, my most popular song of all uh-huh. is Cocoa Butter Kisses by Chance the Rapper. Nice. I had never heard that song, and someone told me I should cover it. Really? So I just did this like shitty cover of it mm-hmm. uh, and put it out on this album that sounds terrible, mm-hmm. and it's huge. It's like 50-something thousand That's amazing. on Spotify, and it's every, I mean, on, uh, I don't know, on Spotify, uh, but on SoundCloud. It's just yeah. huge for some reason. Yeah, that was, but, that was Chance's best work. Yeah, I mean, I don't really necessarily listen to him. He's good, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, just his projects in Fuller a little weird yeah, for he's, me. He's gotten he's gotten more boring over time, but <laughs> but that. acid rap was his. Oh yeah, was when he went off. And so it's like two minutes, if that. Uh, it's just his verse. And then I got a Migos song called Gang Gang. Um, I'm not huge on the Migos, but that song is goes hard. Uh, my favorite one on there is the Initiation by The Weeknd. Oh, um, it's like I didn't you know, cover that like one. Where, it's like where his voice goes. Yeah, high deep. and then low and then regular and then high and low mm-hmm. it like fluctuates and i did that all like just live really you know with no effects so that one's pretty cool and then no more my metro boom and it's uh kodak black uh travis scott in the intro um and 21 savage who i love um so that uh, one and then jet lag with juice world um future and young scooter nice shout out atlanta oh he's incredible and then I got Many Men by 50 Cent. I got a, a game song, uh, Mac Miller, and then The Weeknd again, and then Lil Durk featuring uh, Party Next Door and Ty Dolla Sign. So that's a, a project I'm excited about. Like maybe it'll just, maybe someone doesn't want to listen to a whole Gucci now. <laughs> but I mean, it's like they don't sound anything like the original. So yeah, it's yeah. like I just tell people to get a bit shot. Like it sounds like rock and reggae and um you know s- slow sometimes uh but with heavy drums that's awesome man yeah that's really cool uh and so then, yeah and then the uh, the yeah did you just start out um always doing hip-hop covers no i started out with dave matthews band oh, okay. I, I still nice. i still probably know every one of their songs on guitar definitely know them all on drums um but yeah i started with dave matthews band um and then i got i liked sublime for a while um and i got really into roots reggae like uh, oh, yeah. Peter Tosh was my first vinyl record when I was mm-hmm. in fifth grade. Um, so That's it was, awesome. It was legalized it too, by the way. I, just, <laughs> I didn't know what marijuana was, and I had this <laughs> album with the he's in a field. Um, but I just I fell in love with that, and it just like I started hearing all the Bob Marley this, Bob Marley that, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, dude, like Bob Marley was a very very great artist, but there's so many people that are just as good that don't yeah, get the, a ton. don't get the credit. There's several Marleys who are really good. Yeah. All right. Are those all his sons? Like, well, <laughs> I don't know how I works. can get into it, but yeah, no, Steven, Steven and Damien are his actual sons. Okay. Um, Steven is a producer more than an artist. He's got two albums in like a, you know, over a decade career. Hmm. Um, oh no, 15 years. Yeah. Mind Control came out in like 2005. That's a great album. Um, so he's more of a producer. And then Skip is his, that was his paternal grandpa. Mm-hmm. So they never met or whatever, but um, and then Kimani oh, wow. was from an old girlfriend. Okay. Like uh, someone that he actually knew. But otherwise, he's got dozens of kids, supposedly. Interesting. <laughs> That's really cool. I don't know. I haven't listened to enough Jamaican music, but just uh, that genre um, mm-hmm. seems very like uplifting and positive. Yeah. 
and it's awesome. I don't know if all their music is like that. I'm sure they have no, it's like different mo- subgenres like we do. Most of their songs that are like that are um, from history, you know? Mm-hmm. Like The Slave Mill is one of Damien's, and just like they're more historical. Um, the Willie Nelson song that I cover, it's a reggae version. Um, and it was written by Johnny Cash, but it's a reggae song sung by Willie Nelson, and it's called Worried Man. Mm-hmm. And it's about like if someone who loses a job and can't make pay and stuff like that. But that's that's like the most downtrodden one I know. Mm. I do one of them. I play at youth group on Wednesday. Uh, nice. Yeah, First Christian Church. Shout out to them. Um, it's amazing, and I get to pick the songs. They don't ever question me. They just let me. Really? Um, but one of them I do is called The Rivers of Babylon, which mm. actually Sublime covered it on their acoustic one. I forgot about that. But that uh, was by the Melodians. And so that's a great song, too. There's just a lot of great songs back in that era. Yeah, you're naming so many great artists. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So do you uh, do, uh, like, secular music on the at the youth group? Or is it mostly um, just... No, I mean, there's a couple in rotation that are from the church and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that I picked, I enjoyed uh, from when I was in youth group. Oh, you know, that's awesome. 12 years ago. Um, but, like, In the Secret is one of them. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a really cool song. And the other ones I do are, like I picked, um, we, I do Never Said a Mumbling Word, which is from Lead Belly. Is mm-hmm. the most no- Well, Lead Belly was the most notable, and then Kurt Cobain covered it. Um, so, but, uh, so that was written in like the 18, late 1800s. Really? Uh, yeah. And then wow. I, do, I do a Dave Matthews, I, I do two Dave Matthews band songs at church. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So what got you uh, into music? Did, you, did your parents... Were they musicians? No. No? No one in my, well, no one in my immediate family. Um, the aforementioned Pete Tosh was a big influencer. Um, uh-huh. I got that one out, like I said, in fifth grade. Um, and I didn't start playing music until uh, seventh grade. So um, it started with that. And then, uh, like, System of a Down was in there. Uh, Trapped. I love them. Nice. Um, and just, like, I kind of started growing on music. Uh-huh. Uh, and just... I like we went to the record rack. Did you ever see that place? No, where is that? Was it, it was, downtown? It was, no, it was on like uh, 34th and Georgia, just mm-hmm. in that shopping center that half of it's closed. And it was called Record Rack. Um, and they sold vinyl and CDs and tapes. And so I bought a lot of CDs from that's Record Rack. That's dope. Rack. I never but saw that. I would that just place. go in and it was honestly, I would choose off the album cover. Uh-huh. Um, that's why I've always tried to have like really eye catching album covers because that's what I used to do. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That's what people do when they crate, crate dig, you know? But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that kind of got us started. And then after two years, I was ready to start playing. So, yeah. Wow. So by seventh grade, or ninth grade? Seventh. Seventh grade. Seventh grade, I got a drum set. And then uh, junior year is when I started playing guitar. Nice. So I'm playing drums a lot longer. That's cool. So the Legalize It album, was that just when you went and found yourself? Or did your yeah, thought it looked mom cool. be like, hey, check this out? <laughs> I don't know. My mom, I never, yeah. So the guy that took me, he was amazing. Uh, shout out to Randy Toland. Uh, his son Mark was one of my well he's my best friend at that point um, he's a great guy um, and he, Randy would just like he was so grumpy all the time but he d- would just take us everywhere like he didn't care mm-hmm. and so um, he took us to Record Rack probably weekly nice and uh, I got it in the car and he was like do you know what that is on the cover and I was like I don't know he's in like a field plants and stuff <laughs> he's like that's marijuana <laughs> and I was like oh okay and he said don't show that to your mother that's funny so I didn't yeah. Yeah. But she was, she wouldn't buy me the Grateful Dead CD. That's a reference there. Yeah, I, I had to go. I had to go find it. She's like, no. She thought it was some like heavy metal, you know, satanic. Band. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, my mom was the same way with stuff like that. 
anything with like skulls and stuff. But yeah, I'm mean, Grateful Dead. You know, big acid dudes. <laughs> They're fun. They're cool. I've never actually got big into into Grateful Dead. I had, I know a couple songs. But, Me neither. Uh, I mean, I have like probably three records of them. Nice. But they're not like you know I have seventy of Willie Nelson, so it's just that's awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're I like them, but just not a deadhead. Yeah, so you just got like a like a ton of records. Well, quite a few. Yeah. That's cool. I've been wanting to get a vinyl. I haven't done it yet, but eventually. Yeah. Oh, I have a record player in my office. Really? Yeah, I bring up about ten, fifteen records at a time. Switch them out when I listen to them, but yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Productive. I like it. Yeah. Um. So you started playing seventh grade. When did you start like uh, recording? I like, started recording. Yeah. Um, I recorded a, an, an album at what used to be Devil's Rope Studio, that is mm-hmm. now Space Camp. Yeah. Shout out Space Camp. They're I awesome. Everyone that um, comes on mentions Space Camp. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're they're really cool. I've never actually met him, but I've we've talked before. Um, when he got that building, I was like, oh my gosh, I recorded my first recordings there, mm-hmm. you know, in, in 2010. Uh, and so really, when I went to college, I had a eight track like recording device, like literally just eight tracks, no punch-ins. It's got to be all one take. Wow. Like not even a metronome. So it's just a really terrible music. <laughs> um, and I built, uh, my roommate and my grandpa actually built like a studio thing. They just built a big room upstairs mm-hmm. um, and it had carpet and everything like that. And so I knew that I was getting that. So we called the first project uh, Room in the Attic. It was like mostly me and then my friend uh, was playing a little bit. He added some keys. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Vocals on a couple of tracks. But nice. That is secretly still out there. Um, I call it Rita. You know, Room in the Attic. Oh, okay. But I just cool. I don't use the same cover because we had a band name, apparently. Mm-hmm. And so I, I still have that because the recordings are, you know, I'm 18 years old, but they're, I like them. They're pretty solid. 18 years old? Yeah. Wow. I just graduated high school. Yeah. And then I turned 19 right around the time it released. Uh, so you, you're in your 30s? 29. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. We had a release party at the 806. That's awesome. <laughs> Shut that place down. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, you, could, you could pay and you could bring alcohol in, so all the parents were enjoying that. But Oh, that's cool. You got parents to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm a very, I was a very, you know, non-confrontational and, uh, mm. what is that word? I don't know. Not a big deal. <laughs> so yeah. people would come out and support me because I'm nice. Not that's anymore, cool. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean not anymore? It's hard to get people out. Oh, I mean, I'm at the point to where anyone I know, they're not going to come watch me play. Oh, yeah, They've yeah. They've seen it. You know, they're, they're not yeah. interested. For sure. Um, I don't have any friends like that that are, like, down for me. I, there's a girl I work with in Houston. Um, she's one of my favorite songwriters of all time, and I just happened to meet her at an open mic. Um, and she's always really critical of my music. Like, I, I'll send her a song and say, what do you think of this? And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I've heard better. And then... She just gives me a lot of critique, honest critique on music awesome. and stuff like that. Yeah, so is that who you did the uh, Love Pills song with? No, Love Pills was from uh, Jen Mahaney. Uh, mm. She's in New York. Uh, I met her a couple years ago, and she just randomly asked me one day. Um, we kind we kept up with each other, but just like kind of checking in. Um, and then she texted me and said, "Could you make a poem, a song?" And I was like, "I mean, poems are songs." So yeah. I was like, "Yeah, of course." So she sent me it, and it was a really big moment for her. Um, like in her life, it was like admitting to something that she had been hiding for like years. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just a big pivotal moment for her. And I just was appreciative to be a part of it. That's um, beautiful. Yeah. But the other girl was Penny, Penny and Paper, Lauren. So she was, uh, 
yeah i mean she did she really good um we've done four projects together we've done two three duo albums and then we did a like a, a loop pedal one mm-hmm. so it's like just the acoustic guitar loop pedal and us singing so that's what's um, up yeah it was pretty fun so i really enjoyed working with her it's been a couple of years now um, but we still talk regularly mm-hmm. that's really cool so you've met a lot of other musicians sounds like just uh oh yeah just putting music out there when i was in houston i'd do three or four shows a week like open really? mic shows whatever but i was playing like i played at the same place that i saw Wiz khalifa so like that's I, was, awesome. I mean i had a yeah a name there to where people would come up and ask me if i was gonna play a certain song that night and, and you have some Wiz covers yeah. too right oh i yeah. think i've heard a couple yeah i had i had an album out for his um Wiz Clark Leafa, Penny name that, Penny name that actually. That's awesome. Um, and I listened to it kind of recently, a month or two ago, and I was just like, dude, like the timing's off, like the the mix is terrible. Yeah. So I took it down, and I'm re-recording. Um, so I have 12 acoustic songs done. That's the other thing, like with these rap deals, uh-huh. um, I'm working on doing a full band and an acoustic. So yeah. whole lot of WAP. <laughs> it comes out. Uh, the 26th yeah february i think oh, yeah. um, it's a couple and it's days. just it's just 12 gucci man songs uh acoustic guitars you know like a hand drum combo, african drum um yeah so i got a wiz khalifa one recorded um about halfway through a young thug acoustic had a little wayne one but it was the same deal and it had like uh-huh. a lot of like background noise yeah so i deleted it and i'm like five or six i did i did four of those in today this wow morning. yeah this morning I was like, I don't start working on the... So, I, yeah, I have a problem with, like, working on mini projects. That's probably not a problem. <laughs> I can't. It was funny when Zaytoven asked me what I was working on. It was a paragraph. Oh, yeah. So, but, yeah. That's um, awesome. He probably respects it, I would assume. I don't know. I told, Well, I sent him a link to a whole lot of WAP, and I was like... Or, I mean, uh, that was Clark uh, Clark versus Gucci. No, Clark versus Guap. Nice. Yeah, Clark versus Guap. And then Lil Wayne was my favorite title, uh, Clark F. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah i've heard uh i was going through your soundcloud a while back i heard uh it was a it was a whiz cover off of rolling papers i don't remember which song it was mm-hmm. might have been like no sleep i don't remember i did no sleep I did. My, that first whiz recordings were half more than half probably of rolling papers um mm-hmm. that is an overproduced but genius album mm, you know nice. it just like it wasn't good on Wiz standards but yeah. if you take away the fact that it's Wiz Khalifa it was a good album that's um, that's an accurate yeah. way to I mean just that. like the spacey keys and the I mean, uh-huh. The Race is my favorite song by him and that's on The Race uh, that was probably yeah. the one I heard then yeah it was The Race No Sleep uh, When I'm Gone was on there um, but yeah that was uh, that was different cause like I was so used to like Cushion Orange Juice and mm-hmm. uh, you know all those other projects and yeah. then that album was just kind of like, I don't know. It was like it was more poppy. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't ready for it. Was, it. it was produced by like a, where were they from? I don't know, some foreign country, um, pop producers, mm-hmm. mostly. But yeah, I was. I got deep into his in high school. Like all his mixtapes were amazing. He's one of my favorite human beings of all time at this point. Yeah. Like, Burn after incredible. rolling, cabin fever. Yeah. Dude's awesome. I do a a reggae version of phone numbers. Really? Kevin Big Sean off Kevin B. Yeah. Dude, I love that song. Yeah. That was actually where I discovered him. Cushion Orange, you said, had been out for a few months. Mm-hmm. And I heard, I just was on datpiff.com and I was like, yeah. it had like Wiz Khalifa at the top. And I was like, you know what? I've heard about him like a lot. Yeah. I'm going to check this project out. So Kevin Beaver was like my introduction to Wiz Khalifa. 
That's awesome. I think I'm pretty sure phone numbers was like the first time I heard Big Sean. Really? It might have been. Yeah. Oh, it's old. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's cool too. Yeah. Very fun. And then you did uh, like one of the Carter, like Carter two, I think. Did you do the whole thing for Lil Wayne? No, I did like I did three Pete, um, Mr. Carter. Uh, you ain't got nothing. I don't know a few. Okay, yeah. Carter three, yeah. That, again, that was my introduction to Lil Wayne was the Carter Three. That's a good introduction. Uh, that's a great introduction. <laughs> so I was like, this man is so weird. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, Lil Wayne was like at the top of the world for a good five years. I mean, like, until he went to prison, like yeah, right I from mean, 04 to yeah, 2009. Yeah. I so like a Wayne feature was like the biggest thing you could get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, yeah, he was on top for a while. And he just had so much content. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm still he does. But yeah. yeah. Dude. I just I was I was frustrated. They he released Funeral, which is a pretty solid Wayne album, um, and then they start re- releasing these EPs, and I was like, oh shit, you know more mm-hmm. music, and it's just songs from Funeral on an EP. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. So the same songs, just different packaging. Oh, I see. Instead of like his millions of songs recorded, just like release those instead. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like. Um... I could be wrong because I've only briefly like listened to Funeral and like the Carter. Is it five? That was the latest one. Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like his uh, his wordplay isn't like as as punchy as it was. For me, it's like he used to be really innovative with his voice, uh-huh. like crazy sounds, weird cadences, like yeah, just weird stuff that was incredible. Like think of Phone Home, mm-hmm. you know, just like weird. Easy. Yeah. Um, and that's what made him super unique, and that's what made me like attracted to listening to him at first. But then it started getting a little more um, just kind of the same. Mm-hmm. But his like punchlines are, are great. Yeah, I'm not the fair. biggest fan of that punchline rap. Like I wish he would do different. Uh-huh. That's pretty much all he does now. Yeah. But um, he's pretty smart, you know. Yeah, it's like really smart. G's moving silence like lasagna. Yeah, he's got like crazy bars. It's yeah. like that. He has that line. We jack son and then I have the L. Samuel. Yeah. It's like, that, that guy used to blow my mind. Like, yeah. especially like Carter 3, Carter 2. Yeah. Yeah. The drought. I love the two of them that, that everyone hates. And I'm not a human being. It was released while he was in prison and you could tell it was just a compilation of like shit they put together just oh, to yeah. put something out. But there's some good tracks but in there. But there was some really good songs. Like Bill Gates. That's one of yeah. his best songs of, of all uh, time. Bill Gates. Um, no ceilings. I love no ceilings. Yeah, well, that was cool because uh, oh, and the other one was Rebirth. Love Rebirth. Oh, his rock um, album. Yeah, yeah. That, so that, for for being a guy who's never done rock before, he did a solid project. Yeah, yeah. He had good producers that did some good instrumentals, and you know he can just he can do whatever. I mean, I'm confident to say that he can really do any genre. He'll put some lyrics over it. There's a lot of rap in the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so no ceilings. This past year, they released it officially. So yeah, now yeah, I yeah. can do covers of them because anything that's on a mixtape I can't get licensed oh, because I it's see. not it's not licensed itself. So okay. the database doesn't have it. Nice. So the distributor won't put it out. Um, but I got swag surfing out on Clark F. Baby somehow. It's the Hell first yeah. song, so, but I had to call it Surf Swag. Mm-hmm. So now that they're out, I can re- I can uh, license them through Lil Wayne, and it's nice. like it's actually licensed. Uh, um, so that's cool. Ice cream paint job. What was his version of it called? Was it just Ice Cream Paint Job? I can't uh, think. Yeah, I mean, Ice Cream Paint Job on the album. Yeah, or the, the mixtape. They they changed the names on the album. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and it's only 12 songs as, as opposed to like 21. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't remember 
because I know like when, when they bought Cushion Orange Juice to Spotify, mm-hmm. um, my favorite song off of there, what was it called? I can't think of the name right now, but they told they had to like scrap the beat and like replace it with like some yeah. other weird sounds. Yeah, because I guess they couldn't get approval for it. It's weird. But, he usually um, uses all the same producers. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess the sample they used it was from like a video game. I'm trying oh, to think a of sample. Uh, Oh, it's Disney. Uh, we're done. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm got, I, now it's going to bother me if I don't look it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Di- with Demi Lovato. Oh, that was Demi Lovato's voice? Yeah, we're done. I didn't know that. Mm. Nice. Oh, I think it was... It's uh, Disney. I want to say it was the state. No, never been. Never been. They didn't get really? to... Really? Huh. So she never I'll been. I'll have to listen to that later because, yeah, I never noticed... I mean, I still have the OG on the phone, like the mixtape download. Yeah. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it real yeah, quick. Yeah. Okay. Let me hear. It. Yeah. See, it's a little different. Huh. That's weird, dude. Yeah. That's not the same vibes at all. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. What's that called? Never been. Let me see if I have the OG. Say she never been. Yeah, that is a lot different. Yeah, because there's this part right here where it goes, I don't know what instrument it is, but yeah, it's just, it doesn't feel the oh, same. Oh, it's called the Never Been Remix. Yeah. And I think they had a statement as well. Another one, another classic that they kind of had to change the beat on. Yeah, I recognize that. Yeah, so it's just not. Oh, uh-uh, that's weird. It's not the same, yeah. I mean, he's rich <laughs> as fuck. Like, how can he not get that license? I don't know. I don't know if you know how that works. Like, I feel like it's just like some stubborn ass artist who's like, no, you know. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of times, the older artists are not keen on putting hip hop and mm-hmm. you know, there's there's vocals in hip hop. Nice. And hip hop's really the only yeah. genre that samples. Yeah, that's true. I did see a video of this dude. Uh, he's like one of the most sampled artists of like all time. He's like mm-hmm. this older white guy and his music's like been on Wu-Tang albums and everything. And yeah, it's crazy. It was just like a six minute video, but he was like showing all the times he's been sampled yeah. and it was like hundreds of times. Yeah. It's like, man, everyone just got this one dude. Yeah. But I, you do see, I do see that like trend in hip hop to like, uh, there was a specific band. I think they're called like Cortex or something. Um, I've talked about this before, but yeah, like I feel like there's been at least like five artists that I've like seeing cover yeah. these guys. It's fun to they listen to music and you're like, hey, that's another thing. Like I was listening to Curtis Mayfield and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's a Rick Ross song. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Curtis Mayfield was amazing. Yeah, Cortex was a band from like the set, like a French band from the 70s. Yeah. But like so many artists have, have sampled those guys. The, do you know Questlove? Yeah. So he said one time, um, you're not a real DJ unless you have 1970s polka on your in your bag. Because <laughs> he, oh, yeah. he brings hard drives. He doesn't mm-hmm. do just computer. It's so much music when he DJs. It's two or three cases. And he said, you know, That's you're legit. not a DJ unless you got 1970s polka on there. Yeah, makes sense. So I do that when people are like, yeah, I like all kinds of music. Yeah. Oh, you like 1970s polka too? <laughs> That's awesome. Let's connect over there. You like Gregorian chants? Yeah. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> got Halo 2 on my iPod. Um, That's cool though. Yeah, so that's that's so ex- like hip hop is like so innovative, you know, like yeah. you could do so much with it. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, it reminds me of like my second favorite genre being uh, well, besides reggae, is second reggae is first, honestly, hip hop second, mm-hmm. and then just classic rock. I love it. So those guitarists, like 
hip hop people remind me of them, like just doing weird shit and like putting places in different, you know, weird spots and mm-hmm. stuff like that and piecing it all together. Like Jimmy Page and, and Young Thug are, are a lot alike. <laughs> so I like that. But it was, they used it with the electric guitars. Yeah. And then now hip hop, like you, I think you said earlier, Young Thug's voice is an instrument. Yeah, absolutely. Certain rappers are, are that way. That's the way he's able to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I love Young Thug. He's so cool. Yeah, that project's called Thugger Page. Oh yeah, because I can't put their names in the in the title. Mm. So I had like Lil Wayne Acoustic, and they denied it, and so I oh, I, see. I changed it to Acoustic Wheezy. People get it. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So you have um, you're working on like a bunch of stuff right now, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's really cool, man. So you started in seventh grade and just haven't stopped. Just like been working at it. Yeah, I still love playing drums more than anything. Yeah, that's cool. It's like top activity I can do. Have um, you um, like been in any bands aside from the first one you mentioned? Nope. That's that cool. was just one guy too, because we were like best friends and we we're together all the time. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I have not had any desire to be in a van a band because first of all, my first thought was like split the profit when I when I can play everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And then uh, it was just like I, I just kept thinking about the timing of stuff. Like so many bands don't do legitimate things because one person can't do it or, you know, his yeah. kid's sick or, you know, just like coordinating with th- four or five different people. Like yeah. that, that's impossible. Yeah. And you all got to meet know? up once a week. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially if you, if you want a real job, which I mean, and you in Amarillo, Texas, there's very few bands that do it full time, you know? Yeah. We don't have a great, you know, music scene where a lot of people go out and stuff. I didn't realize we, do we have, we have bands that do it full time? Yeah. Mostly uh private Oh, okay. You know, that's like, cool. I didn't or, know that. Like Velvet Funk. Velvet um, Funk, okay, yeah. And uh, I met one of the band members of Velvet Funk at the gym once. He was yeah. a cool guy. Great band. Forgot his name. Um, and then what the? Oh, yeah, I don't know. There's a few. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, the uh, the scene. So when did you live in Houston? Um, so like 2012 up until 2015. Wow. Yeah, and I, I, I was writing my shows down. You know, like what songs I played that night, and uh-huh. just like uh, some notes if I had them. Uh, and I, I lost, I stopped writing after 500, so I played a lot. Really? Yeah, a lot of shows there. The music um, scene is uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, then? It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. You got anywhere to go? Like. Really? I have a live album from. Uh, well, I have one from Leftwoods, but I have a live album. Oh, and several from Marshalls. But um, shout out Marshalls, they're the best. Marshalls is cool. Liz always hires me. It's great. Liz she doesn't awesome. care. She's like, yeah, just play, dude. Yeah. And uh, it's a four and a half hour set, and like, that's crazy. But like, I, a lot of times I just play through it, and I, I don't even notice. Really? Yeah. And, that's and awesome. I've even asked her to play longer before. Um, nice. Cause people don't start getting into it till like one a.m. Uh huh. Um, but really? Yeah. So I mean, you'll, you'll show up at like crazy, nine like, or ten. I start playing at eight o'clock at Marshall's, um, and like it really gets it's eight to one thirty. Is that four hours? That's well, five hours. Yeah, like five and a half. Oh, 12.30. It is 12.30. Oh, okay. And right around that time, it starts to get hopping when I'm getting getting done. That's cool. But it's like a lot of people at Marshalls appreciate the hip-hop stuff. Like, they don't necessarily know the song. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just weird to see someone that looks like me up there with an acoustic guitar, uh-huh. like, saying, you know, talking about shit that I've never been a part of, but yeah. I, I like the stories of, you know? Yeah, that's dope, man. That, yeah. That's like what makes it, like, unique and cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, like, this guy's doing gucci songs right now and yeah. scooters like yeah. <laughs> yeah never been a dope dealer never been a womanizer never had worth a 150 million dollars i can do whatever mm-hmm. i want like no 
Yeah, that's good dope. story. So, um, yeah, so the response was was good in Houston. You said you had a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, I mean, there were people that would ask me if I was going to play a certain song that night. And, that's badass. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And that's where I met Penny, and we we went to a lot together. Um, and then I had another friend, Scott. Shout out to Scott Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Um, he was awesome. When that's like the closest thing I had to a band. We I would go over to his house, um, and I play drums and like just it, this is all just for fun. Like we never thought about playing somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit, we did. Uh, so they Scott has a, a project that he calls Smoke Signals, and it's nothing. It's not. Uh, recording it's not a live show it's just it is what it is you know what do you mean and so like smoke signal <laughs> it's like a brand he's got no release music but he plays oh okay gotcha you know, no one knows when they're playing live he just plays to random people uh-huh. so it's just like a, a an illusion <laughs> that's kind of cool but it, that was his idea and it, i thought it was cool although i really wanted him to record some songs i tried to yeah. get him to let me just like popping up at a wendy's yeah <laughs> yeah so we played at warehouse live i played an acoustic set um as i usually do and then immediately following, I played uh, electric guitar and did vocals for their set. That was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That was a, that was such a fun show. So that I did a show with the band one time, nice. and I practiced practiced with them one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picked the songs that I like of, of Scott's, um, and then we just played uh, right after me. But yeah, that was the closest thing. To That's awesome. So uh, do you miss the scene over there? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be pretty depressing going from Houston to Amarillo. That's why I switched to online. I record now. <laughs> yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. I used to play live, you know, three or four nights a week, and now I just I record every yeah. day I can. Yeah, what what brought you back to Amarillo? Our son. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was born in Houston, um, but <laughs> I felt terrible now. Like my wife's pregnant, I'm like going out and playing until one or two in the morning, and uh-huh. it was always never failed. I would finish playing, and I'd be packing up my shit and getting ready to go. They're like, hey man, come get a shot. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. And then I would get, you know, hammered in 20 yeah. minutes, and then just dumbass driving home and like just doing all that while she's pregnant. And mm-hmm. that's that's just the worst. Like, what a yeah. shitty person. It's it's hard <laughs> not to drink when you're playing in bars and people are like, let me yeah. get you a beer, let me get you a shot. Come yeah. talk to us. It's easy now. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been sober a while, and so it's not really a thing anymore for me. Like, I've been offered weed and alcohol constantly when I'm mm-hmm. playing out. Um, yeah. But it used to be like, yeah, I didn't have that. That's why I quit drinking because mm-hmm. I started and I don't quit. So people would offer me a shot and then I'd, I'd take 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but back to my son. <laughs> so he was born in 2015 and then uh, we moved to Amarillo like a couple weeks after. Uh, found a house because we have, I have my dad, uh, my mom, and then she has two really awesome parents. That's um, cool. Because my dad, he doesn't take care of He's by himself. He's old. Mm-hmm. But... Um, her parents are incredible. We couldn't do it without them. So, that's yeah, we up. just needed that. We didn't want to do daycare and babysitters. Yeah. So, that's we fair. made an unfortunate decision, but yeah. we, lo- we still like you here. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Are you mad at him for ruining your life? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I've, awesome, I've been though. mad at him to count so far. I've been mad at him one time. Mm. How yeah. old is he now? He'll be five in May, so that's cool. more than four and a half. Does he, yeah. does he show like any interest in like music? Yeah, he loves uh, he loves the drums. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> this is great. This will get CPS called. I mean, his favorite singer slash artist is Machine Gun Kelly. He cannot get enough. Nice. So, and he, I had to explain to him cuss words. So, like, uh-huh. instead of ignoring cuss words and just saying um, that's a bad word after they've already said it you uh-huh. know, and heard it, I cut it off short and I said, "These are the cuss words. If you don't, say, if you ever say them, you don't get to listen to Machine Gun Kelly. 
you're gonna be grounded, all this kind of stuff. And he's uh-huh. he's good. So now he's like, it says calling my girlfriend, what the fuck? And he's like, calling my girlfriend, what the good? <laughs> and I was like, how does he come up with this shit? But he's obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly. And one of the greatest things for me is he loves Travis Barker. Really? And he's a huge Travis Barker fan. That's awesome. So, yeah. And, Mich- and Travis Barker produced Machine Gun Kelly's last album. And so that's where he got into... And I don't even remember how it started, but dude, I mean, he wants to listen to Machine Gun Kelly. I, he was bouncing around in his room mm-hmm. singing Machine Gun Kelly on my way out. That's cool. So... He loves it. Um, is that... Have you listened to like his transition into the rock? Punk rock kind Yeah, of that's the album that my, oh, okay. my kid likes. I haven't um, gotten into it yet, but dude, I hear uh, it's pretty good. I say Machine Gun Kelly is a hell of a rapper, but he was built for pop punk. Really? That's cool. Oh, dude. I mean, I was not really that into him, Yeah. But now I love him. Yeah. And Travis Barker, I mean, he had the best person to produce the album. Yeah. Tra- I mean, Travis Barker, I he's feel like he legend. has his hand in everything. Like, he's a legend. He's produced so many hip-hop albums. Yeah, now he's working on... Because yeah, he was working with Suicide Boys. He was working with Tentacion before he passed. He yeah, was there doing was, a there lot was of one stuff. song they did. And the best was, uh, I'm a big Trippy Red fan. He's like, just to me, he's uh, such a freaking innovator. Like, the thing, he talks about emotions. Uh-huh. Like, what rappers do that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My son, one of his top three favorite songs is uh, called Exclamation Point, And it says, I can't keep focusing on anybody. I've got to focus on myself. Uh-huh. Like, it's, you know, self-empowering song. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. screaming it in the car. That's Trippy um, Red. Yeah, so Trippy Red is just like, he's real. His styles are all over the place. Yeah, um, he doesn't cool necessarily, dude. I don't even call him a rapper. Like, he's an artist. Um, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he doesn't sit there and do flows often. Yeah. He'll rap every now and then, but it's mostly singing and melodic sounds. Yeah. Um, but so Travis Barker, he had an album called uh, Pegasus, and it was poorly reviewed and i love it it's i think it's you know mm-hmm. on the verge of a masterpiece like it's so beautiful that album was great nice. um and so travis barker put it out in this neon shark versus pegasus so there's 14 new songs all presented by travis barker really yeah so trippy red was his latest or that came out on friday that's cool so trippy reds that was trippy reds project called pegasus yeah and okay. they, they did neon shark he did with travis barker I need to check um, that so out. So it's the first fourteen songs now, and then Pegasus follows. I haven't listened to enough Trippy, but like I've, I've liked the stuff I've heard him on. Yeah. Like he did a a track on Cuddy's album that was pretty cool that just came out. Like when was that? Like December. Recently, yeah. November. Yeah, he does, he does some future work, but it's it's just it's different. And uh, there's some him and Young Thug, like mm. to me that's the you know almost as good as it gets. Like yeah, Kali, forever ever. And, and I've noticed that as. Um, amongst like the younger artists like uh trippy red like juice world x xx um mm-hmm. those guys will they'll get into multiple genres to where it's like you know is it to where it's not even like hip-hop anymore you yeah. know like they're well, screaming I mean, they're singing they're doing everything right yeah, yeah. i mean that was triple x Tentacion was good at really shifting genres mm-hmm. because he would have like something so small and then he would have like you know the song with travis parker mm-hmm. um where he's screaming literally and then yeah juice uh i got a face mask with juice on it like he's he's really important to me because i work in recovery for youth um mm-hmm. so you know he was the he's the definition of addiction like it was so bad that instead of you know talk to the feds and admit you had some percocets you're gonna risk your life by taking them and then you die yeah that's so sad i mean man. that that was addiction through and through yeah. and he you know, was like upset and like he was always talking about how he hated his addiction. Yeah. So that was incredible. And of course, you know, it's just really ironic that someone who,
who wants out so badly ended up dying because of it. Uh-huh. You know, he lost his life because of something yeah. he hated. And so young. He was yeah. like just out of high school. Just turned 21. Yeah, like a week or two before. Really yeah, and then before. he had the, a lyric about like, I'm not going to make it to 21 or something like that. Or like 21 yeah. is my last year. I don't remember yeah. what the exact wordage was. But there's always, every time like somebody overdoses or something, there's always like a like a music video or like some hint at like, I'm not going to be here much longer. Like it's always, yeah. there's always a weird thing. Some subliminal. Yeah. Pre- yeah. Like X's last video, he was at his own funeral. Yeah. That, that was intense. One of Mac Miller's like last singles was, uh, he was breaking out of a coffin, huh. which it was an homage to Kill Bill, but it was yeah. still kind of creepy yeah. looking back. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Juice World did a song that's called Lean With Me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just literally just about taking drugs. And he did it, and it starts out in an AA group. Yeah. It's just like, what? And then he, he just talks about addiction the whole time, and it's centered around an AA or NA group. Um, man. And then that's what ended up killing him. Like, that was crazy. To that's me. tough, man. Yeah. I, re- I get, I got a lot of positive reception up at that song, Lean With Me. Nice. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, he was he was big into drugs, which I mean, he's, like, influenced by guys like Future, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think he started like anyone else, but it ended up by, you know, probably two years before he died, like, he was miserable. Mm -hmm. And you could tell. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And it's, like, uh, something that we don't focus enough on is, is, uh, aside from, like, what the root cause of drug abuse is, because it's Mm -hmm. never, like, I want to do heroin because I love heroin. It's, like, you know, I have some trauma. Yeah, I mean. And I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of times it starts off with just having fun, you know, like try, yeah. try, let's try cocaine. You know, that's, yeah. that's somewhat normal in America to just like try cocaine at a party or whatever. Um, mm. But it's just like, that's a huge risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you don't know what you're going to get. It's like me with alcohol. I can't do it anymore because I know what it does. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've had some friends go pretty hard on coke and then. They can't pay bills this month, you yeah. know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. And that's, I it mean, gets you like that. So it starts like that or it's just like, there are people, there literally, there really are, and I'm going to contrast you. There are people that are so hurt that they just, they don't want to feel. Yeah. And so they, they just strike heroin mm-hmm. or, you know, take a bunch of Xanax. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's real. I had a dude on the podcast, um, who was telling me he's an artist, he's a local rapper, but he was saying like. 2018 like i barely remember it because i was just zanned yeah. out mm. i was like like i can't imagine like forgetting a whole year but oh dude uh, well i have a shitty memory terrible memory um my mom <laughs> just gave naturally me, no my mom gave me all these uh pictures to go through and see if i wanted any uh-huh. all the places i was at i'll recognize just like two percent of them really oh i had no idea and my dad's 76 with the on the brink of dementia and he uh-huh. he remembered all these places nice and i was like what the fuck you know and my son <laughs> My four-year-old son reminds me stuff. He's like, "Hey, daddy, don't forget this. Hey, daddy, remember?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's ridiculous, but um, I was I was using, I was just marijuana, and um, I'm on. I mean, like I said, I'm bipolar, so I'm on a pretty hefty amount of prescription. Oh, like medication. legit bipolar. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, so I'm on lots of medication. This per- girl did a post on Facebook of like, um, forget the astrological signs. What it, what antidepressants are you on? And she's from Amarillo, and I thought that was really cool that there was like fifty something comments, uh-huh. all these people admitting what what antidepressants are, uh, they were on because it's just like if alcohol is normal, why can't uh-huh. prescription pills that are you know given by a doctor be yeah, normal? Yeah, yeah. So I've always really fought for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm on that, and I have chronic pain, uh, yeah. I have arthritis, so you know I take several pills a day, and so 
Um, uh-huh. It's just one of those things that I was doing that and it probably wasn't helping. And I was smoking a ton of weed mm-hmm. and I forgot all kinds of stuff. Did was the did the weed help with like pain and? No, it made no. me crazy. Yeah. So that's interesting because yeah, um, it can have negative effects for absolutely if you have things I mean, you, like that. You can be psychologically addicted to marijuana. You know, it doesn't have anything that chemically, physically will actually make you addicted, yeah. but the use of it, you know, it can cause like you just want more because maybe you think it's helping and then it just yeah. gets gets over overwhelmed. For sure, like uh, your brain will stop producing natural cannabis yeah. if you like do it consistently enough so yeah i mean you just you seek it and you know where to find it and then, then like it just, you'll it destroys when you stress out you don't have that cannabis there right in your brain to calm you down and you don't have yeah. uh that there to like help you fall asleep so it's like well i gotta go smoke this joint real quick when then or you'll start <laughs> doing other stuff you know yeah like that's true. I, I used to take xanax and there was people um that would know because i don't really remember how the hell they would know and they'd always be trying to buy that shit and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm gonna sell my i need i need it <laughs> but then i quit taking it just because it was it was kind of a risk factor and yeah. then you know just stopped doing all that shit and now i'm starting to remember things a little bit better i'm not great yeah. but <laughs> see the the idea of antidepressants are kind of scary to me yeah um but i mean i know there's people who need them but i also feel like we're in a, a culture that's um will well, the doctors will be like, oh, okay, you take this pill. And then it's like, you know, the side effects can really mess yeah. people up. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, it's definitely an option that I can't remember anything because I've been on prescription medications since I was mm-hmm. 16, 14. Wow. So that's when I was diagnosed with the arthritis stuff and then at 19, bipolar. Um, really? Do, yeah, they, I mean, do they know what causes? Is it like a genetic thing? Bipolar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the most part. I mean, you anyone can, can get it technically, but... Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, it's something that you carry your whole life, but certain things may trigger it to actually come out and be what it is. I see. Um, so for me, when I was 19, it was a lot of trauma, um, and I just, I lost it. Mm-hmm. I started planning suicides. I started, you know, just really trying to figure out how I could end my life Man. because it just wasn't worth it. And so I went from suicidal to prescription to just wanting to die, mm-hmm. but not wanting to kill myself, just wishing that I would die. You know, right. and so, like, for me personally, without medication... Um, when I'm not on it, I'm, I get suicidal and I start making plans. Yeah, that's rough. So, I mean, yeah, that's why, that's why I take it. That's why it's yeah, important. Yeah. Uh, so many people, yeah, the doctors prescribe something that they don't necessarily need. Uh-huh. But, you know, I've got a good doctor and we work well together. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, it's just like suicidal thoughts were just kind of came and you... Constantly. Yeah, and that's... Oh, I mean, I'd have a plan and I'd be literally like, you know, there's a big bridge that i'm gonna jump off of and uh-huh. i'm on my way and my dad calls me man and then one time i had the, oh you're getting real right here one time <laughs> i had the gun the gun loaded into my head um finger on the trigger and my freaking dog comes oh, up man. to me and just like tilts his head i was like fuck you okay. chuck so i just Thank yeah God. i mean that dog saved my life so many times i can't count yeah uh, bless bless that doggy chuck taylor that's awesome <laughs> or checker fucker <laughs> man that's that's wild. So that was the that was the symptom. Um, were there any other things that kind of? Uh, I go I go manic and see? I go depressed. You know, mm-hmm. there were times back in the now I, I can get depressed for a week straight and just nothing is interesting. I don't care about mm-hmm. anything. I just I just am here. Yeah. So that'll happen every now and then. Um, but then bipolar also comes with the mania. Um, and I, I've had full blown mania one time, but I get hypomanic. Uh-huh. which is just like worked up talking constantly can't focus on anything even more than i can um you know do be at work for four hours and accomplish 30 minutes with the work 
um, wanted the house literally. So that happens. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, I mean, and that's controlled. Yeah. Like imagine what it was like before I started taking medicine. It was just, it was ridiculous. Like my life was not alive. What was, uh, were you able to like make music or anything? Oh, I didn't know no. for, oh, for okay. probably a year or two. I didn't, I didn't do anything. Interesting. I was in college station. Hate that oh. place now. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Did you, uh, listen to, uh, Kanye's yay or you mentioned being bipolar? Yeah. Oh. My song, it's, it's called bipolar uh-huh. and it says, I'm so bipolar with everything I want and need. But then again, I can never really decide anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like, that's, uh, that's straight up bipolar people, but it's also just like a kind of a play on bipolar. That's well, on your Insta bio too. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, it is yeah. currently. Yeah. So it's just like, it could just mean like you're just doing a play on words, mm-hmm. but, or it could be literally that's, that is bipolar, mm-hmm. not being able to decide something or, you know, not knowing what you need. Yeah. So <laughs> that one tough. comes out March fifth. It's the uh, the recorded version and the acoustic version. I really wanted to do that as a single because for me it's a really important song. Bipolar. It's, it's fun. Yeah. I mean it's it's whimsical. It's it's nice. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's just you know it's dead serious too. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun project for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I got real on this one. The other ones are just love songs mm-hmm. and you know just like songs about weed back in yeah, the day yeah, yeah. and just like stuff that didn't really necessarily matter to me. I just knew it sounded good in a song. Nice. So as another uh, bipolar person, have you seen, uh, do you see the same things in Kanye? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll shut down. He'll disappear. Yeah. Um, but he, his mania is, is off the charts. Yeah. That thing, that <laughs> thing with Taylor Swift, even, that was, that was a manic episode, for sure. I, I saw that immediately. Mm. He was not in his right mind. Yeah. Um, and you can blame him. Like, yeah, it was stupid and wrong, and he fucked up. But, like, I, I believe... By looking at his expressions and the way he was talking, like I think that was a manic episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's had a lot of those. That's why, like, yeah. I mean, he, and it's cool that he relates. Yeah. Like a hundred, hundred fifty grand on a hospital bed. Fuck a watch. <laughs> or when he went to treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is cool. And then uh, I watched him on Rogan, and I feel like this guy, like, most people's ideas, they come like a, a little stream. Mm-hmm. of consciousness and i feel like this guy just has like 14 things that's many and, and imagine that why do i have eight projects going you know mm. it's just you just can't figure out what to do and when to do it yeah so yeah, like yeah. this seems right now but then this seems right but that's not even related to that yeah so like i said you know being work at several hours and getting 30 minutes of work done yeah um that happens all the time and so yeah i mean if if he said he had a lot of streaming thoughts then there's another proof wow yeah that makes sense man because yeah i mean a normal person speaks in normal being not mental health wise uh-huh. <laughs> a normie uh when you have a thought you have a thought mm-hmm. and that's your thought for someone who's bipolar depressed hypomanic any of those things like um it's so many thoughts that it's overwhelming to even think about one of them you know yeah like how can you and i'm also adhd so that helps too <laughs> so it's just Makes like sense. when everything I, I read a post one time that was like um you know, your your partner feels something one time, and you feel it a thousand times or more. Mm. Um, and I believe that because my wife is so calm about something, I'll freak out. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's consistent work. Yeah, man, that's that's wild. But yeah, it makes sense. I mean, comes just... up with some good songs. I've written some. My probably my favorite song I've ever written is called "Nobody Loves Me," um, and mm-hmm. it's it's so good. It's acoustic. It's got this beautiful riff in it. Like I don't do riffs. Um, and it's incredible, and it's on that Rita project, you know, that many years ago. And I was just feeling 
like no one loved me. So mm-hmm. I wrote a song about it. And then, you know, probably five minutes later, I'm like, I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. Damn, that's a good song. For sure. So, and then Never Find Me, that's one about mental health too. Like, so, you up. know, just like these, but then it also, like when you're hypomanic, it comes with a lot of like recording and, you know, a yeah. lot of things going on. <laughs> that's good. Like you have a way to uh, express it. You know? Yeah, Because I sure. feel like the best thing we could do is like address it and talk about it and spread awareness oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, because... I mean, back in the day, if you were bipolar, people just called you crazy. Yeah. And you just just left you alone. Like, yeah. no, he's crazy. <laughs> it's like, honestly, like, I don't quite care, but it's a little offensive when someone's like, that's crazy, or you're crazy. Mm. So I'm like, bitch, I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not crazy. I am. So Yeah, crazy yeah. Is, a, is a common word in my yeah, I mean, vernacular. I totally own it for me, but, like, yeah. not everyone's crazy. Come yeah, on, definitely not. And a thing isn't crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you think we're... Um, Overly medicated or under, as far as uh, uh depends. I it just depends. Oh, treated, I'll say. Okay. Under treated. Under treated. Yeah. Um. Cause I have these kids that, at work, that are, their parents are drug addicts or uh-huh. alcoholics. Yeah. And they just they don't know what to do about it. You know they don't know how mm-hmm. to deal, so, they get depressed and the and mental illness stuff just starts coming out, because it can it can happen anytime and. So many people have some sort of mental illness. Yeah. Like I ADHD, mean, ADHD is still considered a mental or is now considered a mental, mental illness. Yeah, man, it's common. Um, it's so out yeah, there. I mean, I, just not enough people get help. Um, we got plenty of treatment centers and a lot of them have space. No mm-hmm. one's willing to do that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, alcoholism or, or addiction and mental health go hand in hand. Uh-huh. You can't have one without the other. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, we're just, there's, there's not enough people getting help. Yeah. I see that, especially yeah, because um, people who will who will turn to drugs because they have a mental illness. Exactly. Um, that was me. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't diagnose their mental illness. They just say, you know, you got caught with drugs. You're going to prison. Well, when you feel so shitty, like the the world doesn't matter, and you're not even, no one can even see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, I mean, you're gonna want to escape more. Yeah, because my my sister was uh, was caught with meth. Um, twice she's gone to prison twice for it that is a prison sentence yeah. yeah and then uh she was just like telling me like you know they put me in prison for 18 months they didn't give me any type of rehab mm-hmm. they didn't give me any sort of treatment we had they that, just locked me up and let me go we had that discussion in a, in a meeting the other day with the company is like um less prisons and more mental health because yeah. so many crimes are committed on someone who's not necessarily in their right mind mm-hmm. absolutely um, or an addict why does an addict going to jail you know yeah and then I mean, that's this in my opinion in my experience it's not your fault yeah um maybe you shouldn't have started doing it in the first place like uh-huh. you you choose the first time you do it for the most part but some yeah. people just are called yeah and um, then you so know why yeah why put them in prison i mean don't even get me started on the prison system but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah i mean they, they need treatment they don't need prison absolutely jail. and i have a personal experience with that i was in houston first i was in college station 1.4 grams of marijuana you know how much that is a small amount half a joint yeah so went to jail several thousand dollars in court costs really yeah and this year it's getting expunged because of the, just the government they anyone with a certain crime at a certain time gets expunged anything under zero to two ounces that's and the ridiculous. charge is zero to two ounces. So my 1.2 grams compared to two ounces, that's two big plastic baggies. Yeah. You know, that's, so like, that's the same thing. Wow. Um, I didn't you know. You could deal at it. I mean, I've known plenty of dealers that only get a couple ounces at a time. Yeah. 
Cause so, I know it's like a bigger uh, punishment for distribution to sell. Which is over two ounces. Yeah, intent to sell, intent to distribute, whatever. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was up to two ounces. Yeah, so well. then there, and then in Houston a few years later, 1.2 grams of marijuana mm. on the highway. Uh, three or four cops were there. Yeah, they, they love that for, shit. For a gram of marijuana. <laughs> and I was completely compliant. Yeah. So before they even found it, I was cuffed in the back of the car, you know, all this uh-huh. shit, like just treated like a super hardcore criminal. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sure it was illegal, but I didn't need to be treated so negatively. No, not at all. And they're talking shit on me on the way there. Um, yeah. You know, so it's just like this, the first girl was lecturing me on drugs. Yeah. And I'm like, just do like, okay, chill. It's a, it's so, a medicine. Yeah. It was illegal, but yeah. I mean, damn, you couldn't give me a ticket for it. It grows naturally. Yeah, you couldn't give me a ticket <laughs> sure. for it. Well, and then now it's just like, Seriously, I, I went through literal trauma. I saw a police officer the other day drive by my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. My head was down looking at my phone, and I started to glance up. And my first instinct was to run. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot, of people's, the neighborhood. It's a lot of people's first instinct. Yeah. I mean, I've been searched <laughs> searched and checked for DWI, de- uh, detained, cuffed on the side of the road, cuffed yeah. in the back of the car six times. Wow. Yeah. And never once did they find anything on those six times. Yeah. I've, I've had, like, I was driving in Canyon, and a guy pulled me over. And he was like, it smells like marijuana in here. And I was like, I've literally never had marijuana in this car. Like, it's, it's, yep. And still, he like went through all my shit. Just He went through my glove box and left shit all over my car. Oh, I've, I had a, a SUV, and I, I'm real messy. Yeah. My stuff was all over the highway. All over it. Stuff was blown away. Yeah. They left. They said, okay, fine. Yeah, they whatever. don't give a shit. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, and then, you know... It, my I love this story because it like puts it in their face <laughs> and shows that they're not all powerful like the so I'd smoked a joint um and threw it out. Mm-hmm. And then about super close after, you know, a couple minutes, a cop pulled me over. And I used to only travel with what I was gonna smoke. Yeah. That's so smart. I I was on my way back home, so I traveled one there and one back home. Yeah. And I just finished it. So he got, he just oh, I opened the window and I say hi, you know. And he's like Where's the marijuana? And I, I said, you know, officer, you just missed it. <laughs> and there wasn't a damn thing he could do about it. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, go find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a roach smile back. But, yeah. That's funny. But yeah, I do. Um, Yeah, prison, obviously. Big reform there. I like uh, the idea of legalizing all drugs. Um, I, Oregon just did that. And then there's other mm-hmm. countries. I want to say it's Portugal where... Um, well, people who were addicted to heroin, they would go to a pharmacy and get it from a pharmacist, and then they would be required to like go to therapy, yeah, right after. And then they found out like people just stopped doing it. I, I remember that. Yeah, I and it's like, that, yeah. why we should try that? That's a good idea. That's, I mean, <laughs> it can't be any worse than the war on drugs. You They're know? <laughs> never gonna get rid of drugs, period. Never. Yeah, exactly. And so it took them till 2020, 2020 2021 to to fully decriminalize marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, Amarillo, Texas, that's decriminalized. It's so you, get, you get caught and you either get a ticket or they let you go. You do not go to jail anymore for marijuana. I didn't know time. that. Well, zero to two ounces. Okay. Which is nice. plenty that's, for one person. Yeah. That's great to know. So I, I learned that from an attorney. So I was like, that is ridiculous. Like we're behind the times on so many things, but marijuana is illegal here. And yeah. I, I went to jail twice for it. <laughs> that is. It's so insane, it's a man. fun thing to like get to, but it's just like, man, I could have used this years ago, but I mean, it yeah. should have been there. Absolutely. But yeah. I mean, other drugs, it's, it's just like I said, like an, an addict is an addict. It's not their choice. Yeah. There's a user. Sure. But there, there's most of them are addicts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they need help. They don't need jail prison. Yeah. 
Definitely. But yeah, that's it's a weird <laughs> our our prison system, our justice system is uh is still like acting like it's, you know, nineteen fifty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be that way. I think I think eventually they're gonna have to like Denver legalized uh psychedelic mushrooms. I think uh or they decriminalized it at least. Which is fine because I don't think uh I don't think those are dangerous. You know, I think the the worst thing they do is make you question authority, mm-hmm. which kind of marijuana does the same. But yeah, but that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that <laughs> was the. Ways. I've never done any other drug, by the way. So the one of the ones that I, I kind of thought about more was that I would probably try was mushrooms because yeah. it's the same kind of concept. I was scared of a bad trip, so yeah, that's fair. I mean, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't mean, recommend them on yeah. under a, a bipolar. And when, well, yeah, Wait. when someone offered me cocaine, <laughs> even back in the day, I was like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm pre-addict, dog. Yeah, but I'll get addicted to that immediately. I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of mushrooms. I, Interesting. Yeah, they really make you uh, assess yourself in ways where your, your ego will block out things. Well, that was the other thing I was scared of. Like, yeah. I don't want to take a deep trip on yeah. who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't. And that's, yeah. totally, that's totally fair, but it's... It's good for me, you know. I feel like it's therapeutic for me to just like kind of set my myself aside and kind of like see things in a different point of view. And yeah, the there's like a concept around mushrooms where it's like, "Oh, we're going to have fun, we're going to trip out." But it's like not like that at all. It's like it's sacred medicine and it's like yeah, it's therapeutic. It's good. It's good for certain people, absolutely, to yeah. to kind of just readjust things and reset yourself and and see things in a different light and i think that's yeah i mean i can't say the same for acid because i haven't really tried it to that extent but yeah mushrooms are good for that i do want to try dmt for sure one day or ayahuasca go on a trip into the amazon rainforest or something but yeah that's what the future holds maybe we'll see (laughs) yeah well the world is your oyster absolutely so you got any um so you got you got stuff dropping like constantly. You said you got something dropping like the twenty fifth, uh, the twenty sixth. Oh, dude, yeah. The okay. So the song "Take Care" mm-hmm. by Young Thug and Lil Wayne's got a verse on it. Um, so good, and I have a, a really, really. I'm imp- I'm proud of my version. Nice. Um, it is nothing like the original, but like the voicing is just like it's just weird. And I love it. And I turned it into just an A minor GF thing and mm. good drums. And I, I love the sound of it. So uh, that comes out the 26th. And then a whole lot of WAP is still pending. Um, they haven't successfully got it released yet. But it, it'll be here late late February, early March. And then my hip-hop pro- project, um, I'm in the very last stages of mixing. This should be my last mix. Um, and it's called Clark, Play- Clark Page Plays Hip-Hop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very creative. And, uh, you know, I put my name at the top, and then at the bottom, it's just dot, 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 place hip-hop. Um, so, technically, it's called place hip-hop. But um, that should be, you know, soon in March. March 5th, Bipolar comes out, the original one, um, with an acoustic version, too. And then Thug, I'm real close on Thugger page. That's awesome. So, they, how do you have time to do anything else? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean... It, when I'm home, it's just like a common phrase, like, hey, I'm going to go downstairs. Like, my studio's in the basement. Mm-hmm. It's all padded up and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm going to go downstairs. Yeah, cool. You know, my son, I'm like, see you later. He's like, nice. okay, Dad. Sometimes they'll come down there and, and play a little bit. 
That's awesome. Yeah, he has a keyboard and a drum set. Oh. Is it <laughs> is it hard to balance? You know, work. Yeah, I have everything. so many takes. Yeah. And I'm sitting there doing vocals or a guitar part because I do mics, not inputs. And he's just like, Daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> or my wife's like, Clark, I need you. Brother. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was almost done with that line. <laughs> so now I got to do the whole thing over again. Yeah. Yeah. So that that happens frequently. Um, so, but they're pretty good about leaving me alone for the most part. Like, they understand what I'm doing down there is important. Yeah. Um, Support is important. Yeah, and my wife, like, she could give a shit about my music, like, uh-huh. personally. She's, it's not her style. She's not going to listen to it. Yeah. And then she said a lot of my original stuff is just too real. She doesn't want to hear about it. Mm. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we have dialogue about what's going on with me, but I don't get into every detail. That's not her burden to bear, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, she's not into it, but she supports it, like, in an amazing way. That's awesome. Like, uh, you know, she'll buy me supplies just because she knows I need them. And, uh-huh. um you know, definitely just always letting me go down, letting me play out late if I do play, yeah. you know, so. For sure. Yeah. And you got a second kid on the way? No. Oh, okay. I thought, you you meant, I thought you mentioned that earlier. No. Maybe I heard that wrong. You just have, you just have the one? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Very exciting. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, did you have any plans? Like, uh, I don't know, once your kid gets a little older, maybe going out to Houston or another place? We want to move, yeah. Yeah. What do you... It's like, we're kind of either... Like, because she said, my dad's 76, her dad's 68 with congestive heart failure, so she's like... Oh, man. When, she's like, when they die, we can move, and my mom can live in a back house, you know, behind our, our place. Yeah. That's cool. When <laughs> uh, she said, or your dad and my, my mom. Um, so that's pretty funny. And uh, we've we've definitely more than talked about it. Um, she, she has a franchise... The um is an event planning thing, and they have events in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So she loves Mobile. Uh, it's pretty cool. She said there's better parts than what I saw. Um, yeah. And then we're just really into a beach. Yeah. That's awesome. I've actually heard um, really good things about Alabama. Yeah. Um, I forgot. That's where Gucci Man was born. Yeah, because <laughs> there's this uh, impression that everyone there is like a a big redneck, but there's like yeah. a nasa's there you know like there's literally right, so rocket scientists in alabama oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, as, <laughs> just as legitimate as any other state yeah yeah that's cool i do need i, I want to go visit more states i haven't seen alabama i want to go visit the whole east coast and the whole south for sure like i said i don't remember most of my childhood but yeah i mean i think i've probably been to over 30 states we used to travel a lot that's awesome and what we would do when i turned about 14 and up um travel to Dave Matthews band show. So like, I'd be like, mom, where do you want to go? Or where haven't you been? She's trying to go places she hadn't been yet. Oh, that's, so that's we're legit. going to like, you know, New Jersey and New York. We did those two or three. So times. the whole fam was walking, rocking with Dave Matthews. No, no. Oh, <laughs> my dad, my dad is like, seriously, he lives for me, my son and his dog, which is Chuck, my old dog. Mm-hmm. He lives with my dad now. Um, and just like, he, he just super surrounded by us. And he's always been, you know, I never had a father. I had a dad, Kurt Cobain. Like, uh-huh. He was, ne- he's never told me what to do. Nothing like that. So he's just super supportive. He wants to hear my new music, like whether it's Lil Wayne or Young Thug. Like he's yeah, cool. Yeah. He's cool to listen to it. And in the car, we're listening to Young Thug. Like he's just down with whatever. <laughs> I'm down That's with. what's up. So he would go to the concerts with me, and like my mom would just read a book or you know go, oh, go shopping. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if my mom ever actually went to one, um, but me and my dad have been to probably more than me and my wife. That's awesome. Yeah. And that shaped who you are. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's he, cool. He's, he's bipolar too. Really? We have a lot of similar features. <laughs> so that's fun. 
mainly I, in my childhood, I learned learned what not to do in a in a marriage uh-huh. and what not to do as a parent. Yeah, I mean, what not to do is is the biggest takeaway yeah. I think from from seeing yourself be raised. <laughs> well, I mean, and I saw him laying in bed for two days straight, and I saw him working for three days without coming home. Like mm-hmm. all these things, I just I was a part of, and my mom and my brother traveled every weekend. Yeah, so I didn't by myself. And my dad's passed out, you know, he can't, can't get up because he's so depressed or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's like things that I saw and it's just like what I don't want my kid to say, to see. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the, the, just all his manic symptoms. Yeah. Was he, um, uh, aware of it or did he just kind of have to find was, out later? He was a physician, so he knew, uh-huh. but he didn't treat it. Oh, I see. So he started, he started getting, going to psychiatrist when I was born. The mm-hmm. year I have, the, we have all his medical records because my wife's power of attorney and like we're just you know we're super involved in each other's lives. Yeah, apparently. And so she showed me that he was diagnosed at, at ninety one, and then he quit quit doing everything until two thousand four. So I mean, all these things were like he could, he could have been okay, you know, but he wasn't trying. Yeah. And on like you know, trauma related things, I've said what what was your, what was going on, you know, were you going to a doctor? Were you taking medication? Yeah. Or were you just wallowing and, and doing whatever your body was able to do? And he said, no, I wasn't taking care of myself, you know, so I forgive him. But yeah. it, you know, fucked up a eight, nine-year-old kid's life pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I can so, imagine that uh, was a big strain on yeah. the family. Well, I mean, my, like I said, my mom and my brother are gone. Yeah. So it's me, me and my dad. Like, we lived in the same house with two different families. So it was interesting. But um, what was I going to say? forgot what i was gonna say about that it's all good to wrap it up <laughs> who knows that's the first time i forgot what i was gonna say so oh, i do that a lot that's a that's a good positive thing um <laughs> oh the another hip-hop reference to my dad so he took me to walmart i said i wanted a cd mm-hmm. 2002 um i'm in fourth grade fifth grade maybe um he goes yeah what cd you want and i, I handed him the explicit version of the eminem show yeah. All my friends had the clean version. Did my dad notice or say a word? No. Yeah. Bought it for me right there. That's cool. My mom got so me the like, Eminem show too yeah. when I was a kid. And at the time, like I was pretty, pretty, you know, clean. Yeah. Like my son, I, I something I learned too. Like that messed me up. Like hearing all these words and not really understanding what they were. Mm. And then for him, you know, I'm like, these are the words. These are this is what happens if you say the words. Yeah. And you know, they're it's grown up for grown ups. Yeah. So I'm listening to Eminem at a too young of an age, pretty much. Um, yeah, Eminem was... Maybe not nowadays, but... Eminem yeah, was real dark. Super graphic. Um, <laughs> that song, Kim? Yeah. That wasn't on the Eminem show, but no, still, that's a, but, yeah. <laughs> it's a scary so, song. Yeah, I mean, all my friends are, like, burning my CDs, you know, mm-hmm. burning, taking my CD home and burning it and giving it back because they all had the clean version. Yeah. I was, like, the coolest kid in school for that. <laughs> that's know? that's dope. But those things to my dad not paying attention or <laughs> knowing to pay attention or caring to or whatever, so... Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so you were um, big in hip hop at a young age. Did your what what kind of music did your dad listen to aside from like? I don't know. He didn't. He never talked about. Wasn't it. big on music. No. Oh. I mean, I remember in his car he had Dire Straits, mm-hmm. uh, and then he had the Bee Gees. Classics. I have. Yeah, I do staying alive acoustically. It's pretty fun. Um, those are the only ones I remember. But nice. by the time I'm 10, 11 years old, I got CDs of my own, so we're listening to those in his car. That's cool. Because like I said, he's just down for whatever. That's fun. Yeah, down for whatever. Yeah. 
Actually, I take him dinner every Sunday because uh-huh. the place he lives at doesn't serve dinner. They do breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, uh-huh. but Sunday they don't do dinner. So every Sunday I take him and my son out and we go somewhere to eat. That's awesome. And I was like, Dad, I'm doing this thing and I don't know like how long I'm going to be. Yeah. But he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. And he said, if it's late, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm good. Or, you know, you can send me something if you want. And I'm like, down for whatever. Very nice. Cool. So, yeah, that's what you're doing after this? Hell yeah. yeah. Awesome. Every Sunday. Very fun. I think we've covered um, all the questions I have. you have any uh, other points you want to make or ask anything? No, nah, dude. We got real. Yeah, that was fun. Love it. I enjoyed it. Cool. Now Very I need fun. to hear more from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not bipolar. There you as go. far as I know. So, um, yeah, I've always just been super chill. So I don't know if that's a thing. When are you doing stand-up next? Stand up next. Um, just did a show last night. Nothing is set in stone right now. Um, last Saturday of the month, I'll probably do R&R show again. Um, other than that, I'm like the only comic um, working in Amarillo consistently. That's what I told my wife. She was like, do you know this guy? And I was like, we've come across each other. <laughs> and I said, he's literally like the, I mean, he's probably the best comedian in Amarillo, the most well-known. Like, that's him. So yeah, we don't thanks. have a huge comedy scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I knew you a long time ago. I knew you were when we moved here. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, uh, I do – we used to have some comedy mics, but those are done because no one else is doing stand-up. So yeah. I can't just be like, hey, let me go do two hours of material because I don't have two hours of material. Bring me. But, we'll um, do a comedy music show. Hey, that'd be dope. Yeah. I'll do it. I need to start booking shows with musicians probably. But, um, yeah, Tuesdays I'm always at Marshall's. Uh, oh, really? Trent Britton oh, that's right. is usually hosting, so oh, you I do, go up there. You do stand up on that yeah, yeah, open yeah. mic? Dude, I'll have to go on Tuesday. And then I I'm do sure. uh Wednesdays, uh Jonathan Guidi, he's either doing scooters, scooters or he's doing whiskey. Yeah. One of the two. He was so cool. Yeah, he's a he's I a cool played dude. and I played some rap shit mm-hmm. at that place, you know, scooters. Yeah. And everyone's there been doing country and like slow songs and yeah. then Jonathan Jonathan doing his, you know, original stuff. Yeah. But, you know, definitely not the way what I was doing. I'm sitting there talking about murder and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, fucking bitches and like getting money and selling dope and that he was super cool. He's like, dude, love your songs. Still what? I played I actually <laughs> I do that one. That's yeah, number yeah. two on my album, the Gucci Mane album. Um I remember I did Don't Count Me Out, but I started with uh, Today Sucks. And he, mm-hmm. he had a lot of good things to say about Today Sucks. So that's cool yeah, that you were vibing with that one, too. He's a good artist. And he has a... He's he, incredible. He does a lot of good covers, too. He does some like Pink Floyd and stuff yeah, no, that I really fuck with. He's insanely original. I, I think he's the best musician in town. Yeah, sure. definitely. I mean, I would say between you and him, just from what I've seen, you guys are like the hardest working musicians I know. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some bands that are going to be like, what the fuck, but... Yeah. I mean, you two guys, I, I just, you're, I, it seems like you're playing somewhere almost every day, or at least he is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't play out as much because, like, literally, they wouldn't have me back. Yeah. So many places. <laughs> They're like, you're not doing, one of them got mad at me for playing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Acoustically. Really? Acoustically. Well, that's weird. I was like, what, the people know it? Like, it's it's not screaming? Like, yeah. what's wrong with it? And literally, that's why she wouldn't have me back. Well, I mean, so. there's not me excessive cursing or anything it's not no. like vulgar it's all fine yeah it's random that song is random yeah you know the chorus doesn't really make a lot of sense that's weird but it's just so well known it's one of the highest selling songs of all time so i mm-hmm. thought what a great song to cover in front of people mm-hmm. <laughs> no not for her that's fair so, some people are like that man and then you know there's a place that they booked me three nights and then ended up canceling yeah 
you know, so there's just a lot of people that won't get back to me anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I've, uh, I've been banned quote unquote from uh, rounders handlebar. And it wasn't for anything in particular that I'm aware of, but it was just like, we didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have plenty of experiences like that. I'm not going to name names, but I love that you just did. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, no offense. Um, if this is a place you go to, but I don't like rounders. I don't like the lady that works there and I don't care if that place burns down. (laughs) I have to ask where it is. Oh, it's, uh, it's a little place on, oh, sorry. I think on like, uh, Right off Georgia and like kind of like Paramount. Um, what is that by? There's like a like a Market Street on Georgia. It's pretty close to there, like kind of behind it, where like a Bar Atomics used to be, kind of like. Yeah, I, I know area. the area, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's I never noticed. Yeah, but she's uh she's a bitch. So if you're listening, I hate you. <laughs> Shout out Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Handlebar was okay. They uh they were actually the only mic I've ever like booked that was willing to pay me. Yeah. So I was kind of sad when they Interesting. When they stopped. I always played for money. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not much, but something. Mics, we usually wouldn't ever get paid under any circumstance. But, um, yeah, they agreed to pay us. And then uh, I think they just didn't like what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you made a joke about our food. Yeah. So they were pissed. But Don't I was have like, any sense of humor. Like, I'm... no shit, I'm a comic. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my surroundings. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's it was cool for... For the time it had, yeah. For the time it lasted. Um, well, for reference, I've only played there once. Yeah. Biker <laughs> gangs are fans of comedy for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> they were not fans of my music. Yeah, it's hit or miss. But I mean, I mean, I would imagine it's uh, most most venues you go to in Amarillo are kind of the like scooters, you know. Um, so it is. I ha- yeah, I have a scooters. I feel accepts me, mm-hmm. and Marshalls, like I said, is just the the best. Like Liz is so cool. Yeah, I think she she saw me like back when she was bartending before, yeah. and we just started talking when she was gonna open this up. And like I, I have I think three or four live albums from Marshalls with a few more recorded. That's awesome. Like, hey Liz, do you mind if I record? No, go ahead. So like, yeah, I mean I love that place, and I would love to go back to Leftwoods, but I don't know if they've been doing anything. I have a live at Leftwoods too. Yeah, I've I've seen that yeah. live at Leftwoods. Um, I'm pretty sure they're st- they're still doing doking shows and stuff. Yeah, but uh, I don't have a connect there. I just got lucky. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, I I would say uh, I can give you names to reach out to. I don't know if I should say them. Sweet. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, when, we, when you stop it, you sure can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, finally, we'll move on to the wrap-up questions that I have. Oh, shit. Let me see if I can remember them. <clears throat> I just forgot. Oh, this is a fun one. Um, what is your sound effect for how your life is going? If you could make a sound effect... To describe your life right now, what would it be? <laughs> well, that's a weird wrap-up question. It is, huh? I think it'd be like, wee, womp, womp. <laughs> feel me? Nice. Up, up and yeah. down. That's fun. That's cool. Um, if you could make everyone in the world do something for 30 days, everyone in the world has to do it, regardless of what it is, uh, what would you make them do? Oh, doll, I see. They love each other. Love each other. Fucking hating. Love yeah. each other. Quit fucking hating. It's not hard. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> um... If you could take a time machine to any point in your life, give yourself advice, um, past or the future, which future would be hard, but I have had someone say future before, so got to leave it out there. Uh, <laughs> where would you go and what would you tell yourself? Age 19, stay in school or work steadily. Hmm. 
I was fucking around at that age and smoking a lot of weed and, you know, just, yeah. I didn't accomplish anything for years. Back at college stations? Yeah. Were you at uh, A&M? Hell no. I think I did one semester at Blinn. Oh. But I stayed because my wife, like, we, we, me and my wife have been together since we were 13. Oh, that's awesome. So at that point, you know, a long time. Um, so, of course, I stayed and waited for her to finish, but I tried. Uh-huh. College there, I tried. I, went, I was even commuting an hour and a half there and back to Houston. Wow. I just, it was not for me. And then I even tried University of Houston later. Like, it just wasn't for me, but, like, I could have, I could have tried harder and done better. Yeah. Or, you know, gotten a decent job. Instead of just wasting my life away drinking Bombay Sapphire and smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'd be that way, you know. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, what was the next question? Oh. Can you remember a time in your life uh, that you laughed the hardest? It could be uh, when you were a child. It could be yesterday, anytime. I mean, no, I cannot remember one time because, like I said, I don't remember a lot. Mm-hmm. But my son did this thing where, like, he pretends to, like, he clears his throat and it, he pretends like he's about to say something really important. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, flails his arms around and makes funny noises. And for some reason, I lost it. Like, I was, like, coughing. And, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, that shit was funny, dude. I got three videos of it. Like, <laughs> like dude, that was funny. Uh, it was just so random and creative. Yeah. I was proud of him. Kids are being weird. I was proud of him. That's so, cool, but man. I mean, I laughed to where I, was, I couldn't breathe and like coughing and shit like that. Yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> it's always fun. Uh, last question. What do you think happens when you die? Damn. Yeah. It's a fun one. It's a thinker. Honestly, like, yeah. I mean, me and my, my son talk about death. Like he's, he's very keen on it for a four year old. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's like, Oh, juice world. He helped people, but he died damn you know um and his dog at daycare um but i think like for me i don't want to get specific about like a religious thing i think you either live on or you disappear Mm. you know you have people like bob marley who's the most successful reggae artist of all time and didn't have that long of a career yeah um or um you know just different people like legacies live on um yeah if you're good like people are gonna little remember lil wayne for a long time yeah just I, because of what he is and who he's done. I and forgot. I got pardoned by Trump. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Kodak Black. I forgot where the quote's from, but it's like, uh, you you don't die until um, someone says your name for the last time. Something like that. I there might have butchered that. But, no, that's good. No, that makes yeah. sense. Well, then, uh, you know, you got Neil Young, a la Kurt Cobain. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Mm. It's like you either go down, you know, a fucking loser, or yeah. you fade away and no one remembers you. Just yeah. look at Kurt Cobain. Yeah, Would Nirvana really hold up if he didn't die the way he did? Who knows? That's probably, a good question. Probably because of their content, but maybe not. Yeah, or they could have kept recording and it just sucked. Yeah, they wouldn't be as prolific, I don't think. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's They're one of though. the few diamond-selling records. Yeah. But that guy, he was great. A great writer. Like his... I have a huge intrigue on Kurt Cobain just based on mental health and addiction. Yeah. He's a very interesting person. Just the, like the way he would... The words, the words he would use were always yeah. interesting to me. Oh, great, yeah. Yeah. Cool dude. Yeah. Ahead of his time, as they say. I don't know. I don't know if that's nah, true. I think he's timeless. Timeless. That's a better way to put yeah. it. Because his shit still makes sense today as it did the other day. Yeah. He's got a song called Lithium. That's a mm-hmm. mood stabilizer. Take it three times a day. <laughs> well, so That's pretty funny. I never thought about what lithium was. Yeah, dude. It's a mood stabilizer. been used forever. Mm. It's very commonly used. Just kind of overall. Isn't that yeah. batteries? 
uh, lithium batteries. Lithium battery. okay. I don't know if it's the same like substance or content. <laughs> I mean, I think it is scientifically something, but maybe Good. they're different. I don't know. Energizer. That's a pain pill. I just take it. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have. Um, you can find Clark Page on Instagram at Clark Page. Music. Oh, Clark Page Music. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, check him out on SoundCloud, Spotify. Everywhere. Um, everywhere. Yeah. He is all over. Um, you have any upcoming performances? No, no, I know. All right, cool. I've been stuck in the studio. <laughs> but all right. Check out, I'll shout out my album real quick before we go. Yeah, Clark absolutely. Page, Everything Will Be All Right. It's a great album. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for coming. Have a good night. Peace. Bye. Thank you.